The dawn of my Cyrus arrives. The souls of the sacrificed let us rise. Captain, medium, keeper, hostess, director, manicure, hell for the pure. Previously on Escape This Podcast. You ascend some stairs and approach a door marked Mayor Amy Hollingsworth. The man, who must be the mayor's assistant, lets you into the office and you scan your surroundings. They'll be ready for you when you arrive. I'll lock them in, give them an exhausting task. They won't fight back. Praise my Cyrus. Inside, you find something curious. A scrap piece of paper. On it, in hurried handwriting, you read P3L9. So it's P2L5. The plot thickens. Here seems to be P5L4. Sunk my battleship. The only thing written on it is P1L7. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We're now at episode 7 of our Children of Mysaris arc. We're getting near the end and things are getting intense. I'm pretty sure I've just captured one of the ringleaders of this cult, so I'm feeling pretty happy. In every episode, we have guests come on to play with me as I get further and further into this mystery. And this episode, our guests are the wild optimists, Ariel and Juliana, best known for creating Escape Room in a Box. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. So clearly you have pretty extensive Escape Room knowledge and experience. We have played a few in our day. (laughs) (laughs) How long would you say you've been involved in this sort of thing? Oh, uh, it's, I mean, as soon as they started popping up in Los Angeles, it wasn't even called an escape room. It was called a story room. It was maybe four years ago. God, it's weird how quickly it's all happened. (laughs) Right? And now there's like 200 companies in LA. It's crazy. And you've turned it into a super business opportunity. Yes. uh, (laughs) We became completely obsessed with them and started doing them everywhere. But in those early days, they were always in really sketchy neighborhoods and we're kind of homebodies and we love game nights. And we were like, why can't you do an escape room in your own home? Obviously, this podcast didn't exist at the time. Uh, (laughs) If it had, our game may never have existed. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were actually the first game to market, although not the first one out. Now there's a number of escape room games, which is great because we can't play our own game. So it's really good to have other games that we can play. Later on in the middle of the show, I'll put a few more links to, to things you're doing now. But you also, at the moment, you make bespoke escape rooms. Yes, we create uh, escape room style puzzles for all different kinds of special occasions. So we've done, you know, kind of mass scale puzzles for huge like charity galas or for weddings. Uh, And then we've also done things like create, you know, a completely customized room for two people for a wedding proposal where the final reveal was the diamond ring, which was very exciting. All right, Danny, without any further ado, let's get going. Well, the beginning of this episode is kind of up to you. You are in the bottom floor of this film studio underneath a staircase with the mayor's assistant in front of you saying, all right, what do you want? Um, I slap him. Oh, ow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> slap him um, again. I say... 
what are you doing? Why are you trying to abduct all these people? I say, shaking him by the lapels. You've run all around town helping people escape from places and you don't even know. Alright, fine, yes. Yeah, they're used for sacrifices. They they probably still will be used for sacrifices. Uh, and the prophecy says so. I slap him across the face. Ah. What prophecy? <laughs> you know, the... The dawn of Mysaris arrives. Wait, wait, that's a whole prophecy? You don't have any extra prophecy? What? Yeah, the dawn of Mysaris arrives. The, the souls, souls of the sacrifice, let us rise. You know it. Yeah. What are you asking me about it then? That's all you've got going for you? Who's Mysaris? I don't understand why you don't know. Why are you trying to stop us? Listen, all I know is I was trying to clear out your office, so your, your boss's office. And then I found out you were trying to sacrifice us. My friend goes missing. I find a creepy poem talking about sacrifices. And maybe I'm crazy. I like to err on the side of not sacrificing people. So I thought I'd save them. I don't know who my Cyrus is. I don't know why my Cyrus is. I don't know what my Cyrus is. I don't know where my Cyrus is. And I don't know when my Cyrus is. (laughs) The children of my Cyrus are just fighting for our freedom. Freedom from what? This creepy dome bubble? <laughs> no, no, that's that's part of the ritual. I slap him. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting mighty sick of this. I'm, oh, really? I'm, I'm not going to... Well, then why don't you tell me what you're trying to get free from? I can't. I'm, I'm sure I can't do that. I the... raise my hand like I'm going to Look, slap the, him. The, the our leader won't let me. That's why I haven't been told everything. This is why... I only know parts of the prophecy as well. I haven't seen every line of it. This is why I don't have all of the information. I'm not allowed to know everything. We're all given separate pieces. Hmm. Do you have any other pieces other than this prophecy? He glances at his watch and you sort of wonder... Oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you? <laughs> when we're taking up your precious time. Hmm. He, he gives you a glare but rubs his sore cheek at the same time. <laughs> and then he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a small piece of paper. <gasps> I take it. You look at it and you read P4L6. Ooh, ooh. What are the... I turn to him and say, what are all these numbers? Something about who the other sacrifice is. That's all I got going for me. See? Meaningless on its own. That's all I was given. So, you know what? If you'll excuse me, you aren't quick enough to react to what What? happens next. One of his hands reaches up to your face as a distraction and (laughs) the other... (laughs) He's tempted. (laughs) The other hand punches you square in the stomach and you stagger backwards and hit the wall. By the time you recover your breath, the assistant's out of sight. These guys are fast. And now you have nothing except another piece of this stupid code. Okay, so since episode two, I've been finding this a piece of code in every room that I've been in. Every room of the sacrifice, I found this small scrap of paper with a piece of code on it. I didn't find one in the last episode, but I guess it's because he hadn't planted it yet, and and I've now found the code from that room. Now, the first one, and uh, if you two want to be helping me out with this puzzle while we go, even though you don't exist yet. (laughs) Sure. We have voices in Uh, your head. Yes, I call upon the voices in my head to help me solve this puzzle. Uh, The first one was P3L9. The next one was P2L5, then P5L4, then P1L7, and now I find, I've just found this scrap of paper that says P4L6. Now, 
So he's also said that this will possibly tell us where, like, the next sacrifice is. Right. Which is helpful because where I'm up to in this poem is a line that doesn't seem to have any definition. After director, there's a blank line that I can't read. I have an idea. I haven't solved yes, it Yes, please. But so we have our five people, the captain, medium, keeper, hostess, director. So that could be person three, person two, person five. And then oh, L could right. be letter. Or location. And then the letter of that person's name. Yes. I couldn't think of what P could stand for. It doesn't for. work, though. So, so never Wait, mind. Wait, where was the, was the first place at the school? No, it was the ca- yacht club, the captain. Oh, do you think it's the place? Because I was looking at the locations on the map, P1L7. Ah, they did have numbers. Damn. It's not that you're war- you're you were right on it the first try. There's just one little bit of extra meanness. So that does work, right? Except that some of these people aren't long enough. Some? Only one. Just the the keeper because he's a zookeeper. Does zookeeper have enough letters? Yes, that would make it R. That would make it the letter R, the ninth okay. letter of zookeeper. And then you? Person two was the medium, and the fifth letter is U. The fifth person was the director, and the fourth letter is what? E. Uh, The next one is the captain. Seventh letter is N. And then this last one, P4L6, what does that get us? F. Ruins. Ruins. (laughs) I live in the ruins. Hello. Oh, my house crumbled oh, right behind me now. I live in some ruins. Oh, no, the children of my Cyrus can't spell. <laughs> so hospital? Oh, but there's no hospital here. Oh, oh, you've, sc- you've already scrambled it to nurse while I was laughing about ruins. <laughs> it's actually in order. Oh, if you do the people. Of course, one, two, three, yeah. four. Well, you know. <laughs> so I'm looking for a nurse then. And yet the hospital, assume that the only hospital is in the next town over, Peter's Point. It's just too small for that sort of thing. Ah, but hmm. schools have nurses. <gasps> schools do have nurses. Which is why I asked about the school way back like 10 minutes ago. I, oh, I just, course. I already knew. Of course it was. You'd already solved it. <laughs> you solved it by episode three. <laughs> of course a school would have a nurse. Makes more sense than anywhere else in town. And it's not too far from where you are right now. Mm. Bill, you hurry away from the film studio and you approach the one small school in Peters Point. At this time of night, you wouldn't expect anyone to be in the school, but the front doors open easily when you push them. The hallway is dark and echoey. You follow signs on the walls to the nurse's station, but when you get there, it's dark and empty too. Were you wrong? Did it not spell nurse? Did it spell ruins after all? Oh, I'm in the ruins! (laughs) Was it the wrong nurse? Then you see a light coming from one of the distant classrooms. You rush towards it and thank heavens there's a person in here. And the outfit they're wearing looks an awful lot like a nurse's uniform. So, Juliana and Ariel, with your powers combined, this nurse is you. Ariana. Hello, we're here to help you, make you better. (laughs) That's so creepy. I want to walk into a dimly lit corridor, open the door and have this strange two-headed nurse turn to me and say, We're here to make you better. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guy. Close the door and I leave. (laughs) So, Ariana, you're surprised to see someone else in here with you and even more surprised when Bill grabs your arm and tries to pull you out through the door. I have to save you. Come with me. Do you trust me? Sorry, Bill, you're too late. A hidden child of my Cyrus has already slammed the door shut and locked it. They work quickly. They do. 
Bill, you start to explain everything, but Ariana, you already know as much as you need to. You were approached yesterday by some creepy guy in a suit and asked a bunch of medical questions. Naturally, you didn't tell him a thing. But today you received an anonymous note telling you that one of the students from this class was involved in the Children of Mysaris <gasps> and would get their revenge for your lack of cooperation. <gasps> so you stayed behind after work and decided to get to the bottom of this, figure out who it was. So let's look around this classroom, see what we got. Yeah. Okay. Out the front, you see both a blackboard and a whiteboard, along with a teacher's desk in the front left corner. In front of the blackboard on the floor is a long wooden box with the word projects written on it. Against the right wall is a desktop computer and a series of shelves. The shelves are labelled as books and games and after school club stuff. To one side of the door is a shelf stacked with exercise books and to the other side are hooks where students would hang their bags. In the back left corner is a large tub labelled lost property and the left wall is covered in kids art. Most of the centre of the room is taken up by the students' desks, which are clustered together in two large rectangles, with eight chairs each around them. So 16 students in total. One set of these desks is extremely neat, the other is messy, and Ariana, you know that some teachers arrange their classrooms like this to sort of separate the good students from the <laughs> troublemakers. Oh man, that's terrible. Guess you'd better find out which of these kids is the child of Mysaris kind of troublemaker. Yes. I bet it's a neat kid. Definitely a neat kid. I don't know. At this point, all the children of Mysara seem to do their note-keeping on small scraps of torn paper. That's probably one of the dirty kids. <laughs> well, can we start by searching the neat desks? Yeah, let's search the neat desks. Mm -hmm. So these probably, probably belong to the good kids, right? Mm. I mean, they're really immaculate. The students' names are written on taped-down pieces of paper. You can read them if you want, but I wouldn't place too much emphasis on it. There's not a pattern in their names or anything. So They're I'll just, just tell you. normal human names. Yeah, alphabetically, you've got Chloe, Desmond, Jeffrey, Hannah, Logan, Lucy, Rachel, and Vern. Okay. The undersides of their desks are neat and organized, but still extremely full. Can't possibly search through every little thing in these desks without more information. Okay. So we're looking for a name of whose desk to search. Is that sort of the same situation if we look at the messy desks? Yeah, you would, again, assume that this is the troublemaker side of the room. Can't be certain, though, because geniuses can be messy. Hmm. They sure can. Again, they have the students' names written on taped-down pieces of paper, and you've got Errol, Izzy, Lauren, Nate, Oliver, Sam, Troy, and Wally. Uh, the undersides of these desks are as messy as the tops, and they're so jam-packed with miscellaneous you couldn't begin to sort through it all. I take off my shoes and I put them on Errol's desk. <laughs> what you little you do see at first glance in these desks doesn't seem like important stuff, so you might need more information about what you're looking for or at least which desk you should be looking for. Sure. Can we also just... I just want to be clear that we're looking at the undersides of the desk too, like where kids would stick gum or... Right? Of course. You do not see anything that seems out of the ordinary. Maybe some of that really old gum that is just hard and discoloured that's been there for years. Lovely. Um, okay, what else do we want to look at? I mean, I think as game designers, we need to check out the books and game shelves. Yeah. We check out the books and games. All right, the books and games shelf is packed. 
The book's a mix of fiction and non-fiction, all the junior variety, of course. You search for anything that seems puzzly or escape-related, and you do spot one with code in the title. Um, it's called How to Write Your Own Secret Code. Oh. That might be helpful. The games are mostly familiar. You've got Snakes and Ladders, or Shoots and Ladders, if you prefer. Monopoly, Cluedo, or Clue, if you prefer. There is one game that you haven't seen before, and its title doesn't really sound kid-appropriate. It's called Hookup. Let's look in there. This game consists of a board with several plastic hooks spread evenly along it in a a 4x4 grid. The hooks are loose and rotate easily, and there are also some simple instructions written on the board. And this is one of your supplementary images that you can look at, the one called Board Game. So this is a series of... Hooks. So there's what sixteen hooks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. There are also sixteen children. Mm. And you've read these game instructions. Uh, yes. Does someone want to read out those instructions at the bottom? Use the numbers on your card to figure out which hooks to flip. Hint: there will always be more hooks facing up than down. Oh, do we have a card? You do not have a card. Can we look through the other board games and make sure it just didn't get put away in yeah, the has wrong it game? Fallen out? <laughs> You have a look through, and annoyingly, the other games are also sort of missing bits and pieces too. They've probably, you know, been here for years and had lots of terrible children losing things. So, no, it doesn't seem like anything extra is in the games, just missing. Okay, so we can't really do this until we found whatever card it is we're looking for. Let's keep looking. All right, where to next? Uh, well, let's look at the desktop computer that's, like, right there, right? Mm-hmm. And we look at the desk and the chair that is right by it. Yes, let's flip. I I unscrew all the wheels on the chair, (laughs) take them apart. Again, this is a pretty old classroom, so you probably could do all of that. It's not the newest of computers, but it turns on just fine. And then, of course, needs a password to go any further. Mm. But that's all of note that you really see about this area. Can we get a hint for the password if we type in something incorrect? I type in password. It just tells you that it's incorrect. Guessed. <laughs> One, two, three, four. A, B, C, D. All right, it offers you a hint, but the hint is just uh, a tongue-sticky-outy face. <laughs> I put in a tongue-sticky-outy face. It does not work. Someone was Colon, just, hyphen, so, P. Someone was just mocking you for not remembering the password. Ah. All right, let's look at, should we look at after-school club shelves? It looks like this after-school group is running some sort of charity drive. There are posters about starving kids in Africa, DVDs of documentaries about food wastage in the first world, and several cans of non-perishable food. Ooh. What are the cans of food? A little bit of everything. Like what might you expect? Just some tin tomatoes. Tin tomatoes? Yeah, Tuna, beans. corn, beans, lentils. Um, hmm. Oh, well, we still got more things to look at. Just to check, like, was there anything yeah. on the shit written on the shelves? Anything that looks like graffiti? Nope, nothing exceptional. P seven. Anything that sounds hollow? If we knock everyone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad I haven't got stuff like that in this room. Um, before we move on from here, in the how to write your own secret code book, were any pages like mm. dog-eared or seemed highlighted or anything like that? It doesn't seem to be one of the more used books. It seems like the kids preferred the fiction ones or the ones with pop-ups mm. in them. You have a look through. It shows a couple of examples of the famous not-too-difficult codes and ciphers. Like, it's got some Morse code stuff. 
Pig pen ah. cipher stuff, number to letter substitution. The classic 16 hook cipher. Yeah. <laughs> that old chestnut. There is a chapter at the back that is about how to invent your own brand new code using things you're familiar with, like just from a random part of it. It suggests you use drawings of stick figures and make them represent a letter, like a person's, like like a YMCA sort of code. Okay, yeah. It's one it. of the things you find, but there's a whole bunch like that. Hmm. Nothing looks underlined or highlighted or anything okay hmm okay well maybe this is we just need to keep looking something will something will click eventually yeah let's check out the whiteboard it's pretty ordinary it's double-sided on wheels and written on it are some words under the title spelling homework challenge there are only five spelling word challenge words and they are expression undergraduate draws Island and tugboat, and that was drawers. Oh yeah, like 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 a chest of drawers. Exactly. Are they all spelt correctly? Yes. The teacher clearly wrote these ones. Based on those five words, can you guys see anything that could be like? Is there anything that jumps out to you about those? Mm. You diet. <laughs> you diet. You need to go on a you diet. Diet. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, they're all different lengths. They're all single words. They don't seem to be connected by a theme or anything. Is there anything that looks like it's been rubbed out? Any, you know, oh, sometimes... it's a whiteboard. There might be some vague But there's not like, dust. clearly, there wasn't like clearly an extra word at any point? No. I'm, okay. I'm probably going down a rabbit hole, but expression has the word press. So it could be like taking parts where it's like press under a... Ooh. Then land that, boat. Yeah, a land uh, press boat. Press under a land boat. <laughs> Guys, just press under the land boat. Is there a land boat in the room? <laughs> so if you wanted to try to make something of these words, there's probably other. Yeah, there'll be some. I don't think this is a solvable could, okay. by itself. So, what's on the blackboard? So it seems like the whiteboard is just where all the important schoolwork goes. The blackboard is for fun. It's covered in drawings of all kinds, clearly done by the students. There are animals, shapes, faces, names of celebrities in hearts, anything kids might think about. Any stick um, figures that look like letters? Any stick <laughs> figures? It seems like a lot of these kids actually really want to try their hand at drawing non-stick figures with varying degrees of success. Ah, oh, okay. Any islands or tugboats? Yes, any land boats? I'd be surprised <laughs> if someone didn't draw a boat, but I don't see any land boats. Okay. Ah. If we kind of stand back and like look at the board, is there anything that jumps out as some sort of pattern or No, it doesn't seem to form a special mm. mosaic in any way or anything like that. Um just as a quick aside for any American listeners, land boat is not an Australianism. <laughs> Just, just in case someone gets confused, that's not re- that's not a thing. Uh, what? We're not talking about camels. <laughs> the ships of the desert. Uh, well, we're right next to it. Do you want to check some of the, this teacher's desk? Or the yeah. projects wood box? But yes, we can. Do- or the projects box. Let's open the project box. All right. So you open the projects box. This is pretty cool. Apparently, the project was to design a small robot. Ooh. Some of them are just covered in lights that presumably flash when they're switched on. Some are carrying little plastic swords. Some have grabby hand clamps. If these were really made by kids, you'd wonder if they really work, but you suspect some of them had parent help. Yes. Uh, yeah, they can't even spell the word tugboat. <laughs> 
Also in this box is a large piece of paper with authoritative words written in marker. No batteries to be left in robots. Please give your batteries to Miss Colfer and she will keep them safe until presentation day. Oh, which means either we should dig through these robots to see if there are any batteries in them, or we should check the desk to see if it's full of batteries. Mm-hmm. Well, let's check the robots first since we're here. Yes, do any of the robots still have batteries left in? You take a look through them, but no, it seems like the kids were quite diligent about handing in their batteries. Okay. The teacher, Miss Colfer, probably made this quite clear that if you leave batteries in something, there's always a chance that they'll explode acid and ruin their hard-worked-on robots. Okay. Well, let's check out the teacher's desk. It's remarkably bare. There isn't even a pack of tissues. The only things on it are two markers, one whiteboard and one permanent. It has a single drawer, but it doesn't open. It feels jammed. Jammed? So yeah. there's not a key, it's not, not locked or anything, there's no padlock? There is a lock on it, but... But it doesn't it feel doesn't... locked, it feels jammed? Yeah, it feels like it's coming out just enough. Hmm. But... If we look underneath, are we able to see anything about the drawer? Ooh. The underside doesn't look like anything special. But while you're on the underside, let's say you notice the teacher's chair a bit better. Oh. Yes. It's pretty nice looking, except for one thing. Right in the center of it, sticking pointy end up, is a drawing pin or a thumbtack. Oh. Typical <laughs> delinquent kids. What, what bad children. I remove the pin. That's very considerate of you. I, I, that's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do we do? Oh, you add it to your inventory. I, I add it to my inventory at the bottom you. of the screen. <laughs> I think let's look at the lost property. Um, yeah, okay. Actually, while we're on the way, we'll be passing past this art wall, this wall of child art. Do you want to look at that as we go? Sure. So there are 16 pictures pinned up on the wall, all done in texter. And, oh, my God, I had to do so much translating for this room, apparently, because apparently texter is a very Australian term as well. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no idea. Yeah, it's like coloured markers, but... Specifically child-coloured markers. <laughs> okay. Now, anyway, all of these artworks show a child engaging in some hobby or another. The art skill level isn't that high, so you can't tell what all of them are. Like, the obvious ones, like basketball, is fine, but, you know, a few of them are much harder to identify. It's like, I'm drawing a lot on my own school experience here, but when I was in kindergarten and we had to write and draw about our pets... There was one kid who wrote about his pet. My pet is a big pet. It can fly. And to this day, I have no idea what his pet was. <laughs> dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's a dragon. Couldn't tell you. And the picture did not help. <laughs> Annoyingly, none of them is labeled with a name. Uh. Now, that never would have been acceptable when you were in school. <laughs> Are any of them sacrificing humans? For their hobby. Yes. Oh, yes. Is one of them like, <laughs> my dad's name is Mysaris. <laughs> now, when you say there are 16 of them, mm. do they happen to be in a 4x4 four four grid? No. Mm. Okay, well, that doesn't help. Let's go to the lost property box. <laughs> so in this lost property tub, there's a motley collection of clothing, pencil cases, lunch boxes. There's a lot of stuff in here. None of it looks that interesting. All it does is make you shake your head at how easily kids lose things. Did they lose any batteries? You don't see any batteries in here. It's very normal kid stuff in here. So a jumper. Exactly. A single left shoe. 
a hat with a flap on the back of it. Yeah, and we and we stuff. check like the pockets and stuff and make sure that yeah, yeah. Let's assume that you went through all that. A stuff. scrap of paper that says P seven L two. Okay, so there's not really much else to check other than the hooks on the back wall and a single remaining bookshelf. We should check those things. Let's check them and then feel helpless. <laughs> sure. Which first? Uh, the hooks. There's nothing hanging off any of them right now, but each one has a little piece of masking tape above it with a kid's name on it to identify whose hook is whose. And the names do match the names on the desk. Okay. Are they all facing up? Yes. Mm. But if we do this board game, the hooks will correspond. I want to fiddle with the hooks and see if some of them are fixed and some of them change. They all want to stay face up, but again, old classroom, you probably could turn any of them if you wanted to, and they do full circles with them. Mm. Okay, so we might need to manipulate these hooks later. Do they Are they in the same formation as our board game? Yes, they are in a 4x4 yes. four four okay. formation. They're a 4x4 four four grid of hooks. Man, that must be hard to hang up your jumper. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's both. It, like the kids who have the top hooks feel great because they feel like the best and they're in charge, and the ones yeah. at the bottom sort of have to crawl at their feet. <laughs> Poor kids. Um, all right, last thing. Let's check out this final bookshelf. This is the one with the exercise books. Uh, yes, yes, the exercise books. So again, you've got sixteen books, pretty flimsy ones. Each one has a kid's name on the front and some silly pictures they've drawn. The contents are pretty typical of early education, some spelling, comprehension, basic maths. None of it stands out to you. Do the pictures look anything like the kids' art? There are a couple where you could probably put a picture to an artwork, but not especially. This is a lot of things that are not standing out. a lot of stuff, but nothing out. seems to Yeah. <laughs> there is one thing, one particular object, mm. that there was something you could have done with to examine it further. Oh, not the... Ooh, can we try and wipe the whiteboard? With your hands? With a, you I don't know, a shirt or something. Ugh, gross. If you flipped it over, you would have found that there was a eraser on oh, the back well, of it. I... But sure. Wait, you can flip over whiteboard? I said it was two-sided. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, fine. You take off your shirt and start wiping. <laughs> You start wiping the spelling words off the board, but you notice that not all of the letters are disappearing. Good Perhaps call. you notice that on the teacher's desk there was a whiteboard marker and a permanent marker. Of course. Some of these must have been written in the permanent one by mistake. When you've wiped down all that will go, you're left with some slightly different words. Uh, I think you were right. I think this is... It's the land press, boat. Here it comes. Press under a land boat. <laughs> Let's get ready. It's not quite press under a land boat. It's press under drawer and tug. Oh, oh nice. All right. Let's we head over like to, to the teacher's... That? Yes, I race to the teacher's desk and I do exactly that. All right. You reach under it, you press up on the bottom, and then you tug it open and it opens. Uh, to your disappointment, it's just a stationary drawer. It's not even good stationary. It's mainly paper and chalk. In fact, there's a lot of packets of chalk. 16 to be precise. And they've all been opened and each has a student's name written on the front. So each child gets their own chalk set. And when they have free time, they get to draw on the blackboard. It's a weird system, but okay. You glance at the paper next. It's proper school stationery with the logo and everything at the top of each page. But apart from that, most of it is blank, except for one. This page is a handwritten letter by the teacher. Ooh. 
Dear Truman family, Oliver has been exhibiting some behaviour in class that I believe should be addressed at home. He has been stealing, not only from other students, but from the school itself. Thankfully, he has not at this stage taken anything of great value. He mainly enjoys taking pieces from games, rendering them unplayable. <gasps> but in my experience, unless something is done to quell the behaviour now, it will escalate. Please contact me if you would like to arrange a meeting to discuss this further. Sincerely, Ms. Colfer. I got Oliver's desk. Do you happen to remember if he was a messy desker or a neat desker? Hey, it's your school groundskeeper and coach of the chess team, Bill. Just jumping in to do some show housekeeping in the middle while we work out who the worst child in Peter's Point is. So, our guests this episode are the Wild Optimists, and we've put links to their website and Twitter in the show notes. We did, however, spend surprisingly little time talking about the board game they developed. Uh, Ariel and Juliana are the creators of Escape Room in a Box, The Werewolf Experiment. This is the classic escape room at home experience. If you haven't played it, you need to get the game and try it. Obviously, you like escape rooms in a different context, so you should love this game. Uh, I also wanted to have a quick shout-out to some of our fans, Colin and Chloe Lewis. Chloe had some room ideas, and while we've yet to implement them, they were great, and we're really glad you sent them in. We did, however, name a character after you in this episode, so welcome to Peter's Point, Chloe. We're sorry we trapped you in here with us. Finally, as always, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at escapethispod at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter, we're at eskthispodcast, or on Facebook. And if you have time and want to support the show, you could leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, or just tell a friend about the show. All right, that's all. Let's get right back into it. Well, if he's a thief, and we thought the messy desk for the bad children... <laughs> who aren't allowed to clean their desks. Uh, he's probably on the messy desk, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to guess. I was just testing your memory there. And yeah, one of the messy desks is Oliver's. It is a real mess under his desk, and you worry that it's not so much a thieving problem as the start of a hoarding problem. But you search for anything that looks like it might belong from a game, and eventually you do find a card. Oh, nice. And now you can look at your other piece of supplementary material. Uh, would you like to describe what this looks like? So along the top, from left to right, it says 3414. And then on the left, going down vertically, it says 3243. Three. So there's our 4x4 four four grid. So it's almost like they're, they're labeling the 4x4 the four four grid we had. So the top left would be 3-3, three, three, and the bottom right would be... Four, oh, three, you know what example. it could be? It could be telling us, it's telling us up, it could be telling us up and down. So like in that column, there are three that go up or down. Uh, mm. And you have to square it so that the columns and the rows equal. There's a game like this, I was this, wondering right? if possibly it's like Picross or Picross, where, ah, where the numbers, the, so like the three in the first column says that three of the hooks are let's say for, let's say up for example right? yeah maybe you do have you do have some slight game instructions we do know that more will be up than down these numbers are pretty high so i'm assuming that means three of them are up right right but also the three in the first row means that three in the first row are up right so we have to sort of like cross them up so that everything is true yes so that Nothing contradicts itself. Does that like that makes sense? Absolutely, right? yeah. So if we start with the fours, because we know those are all the ups. Yeah. And I'm then gonna, I'm going to transfer this onto a piece of paper so I can start like 
crossing things out, if that makes sense. So I think I've got the grid figured. Yes. Because um, there's a few that we can do automatically, right? All the fours have to be completely filled in. Right. And by filling in all the fours, the one uh, is already column filled in. already fills in. And so from there, it gives you all the rest of the information that you need. Oh, yes. To fill in. Uh, because the two is already filled in as well. Yeah. And then the threes, there's only one remaining possibility. Yep. So that looks now like the... And if you'd like to run, I'll read this out to you while you run over to the hooks and flip them. Fabulous. <laughs> okay, so the first row of hooks from left to right is up, up, down, up. The second is down, up, down, up. Then it's up, 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 and up, up, down, up. I flip furiously. This is not a particularly magic classroom. There are no secret doors, so you can flip the hooks so that they are like that, but nothing happens as you do so. Okay. We do have associated names with those Can we do hooks, it on the we? game board too, just, you know, for fun? Absolutely. Oh, yes, do it on the game as well. Sure, you feel a moral victory. <laughs> <laughs> I get 10 points. Can we, um, like, turn the desks upside or turn them around? So we only have four that are down. Yes, so what are the names that respond to the four downward hooks? The four downward hooks belong to Chloe, Oliver, Rachel, and Nate. Oh. Does it, I guess it doesn't matter where they fall. Yes, does it matter where uh, they I was going from top, then going right. I was just starting at the top and going okay, so down who, and across. Who were they again? Chloe, Chloe Oliver. Oliver, Rachel, and Nate. I start looking for corn. <laughs> <laughs> that does spell corn. It does spell corn. <laughs> Oh, 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 there's a can of corn. Yeah. If you go back to the after-school care food drive, you find a single can of corn in open the food it. pile. Open it, open it, open it, open it, open it. Uh, there's corn inside. Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat <laughs> it. Oh, you get that corn juice all over your face. Uh, so the corn seems normal, but the label looks a bit rough around the edges. I've just eaten we so take much off corn. The label. Stop me. Yeah, you peel it off, and on the back of the label, there's a little bit of writing. Not the neatest of writing. It says, I took some batteries out of Miss Colfer's bag, hid them in Izzy's desk so she gets the blame. Mwahahaha. Ha, ha. <laughs> uh, we ran to Izzy's desk. All right, so Izzy was also one of the messy kids. You search under her desk, and now you have something that you're specifically looking for, don't you? Yes, yeah. um, the batteries. Yeah, it takes a while, but you eventually find two small batteries. Really small, actually, like quadruple A or some size that you didn't know existed. Mm. And can now we go to the robot box and look for um robot? Oh, yeah, a robot with batteries so small that... Yeah, you match. have no idea which, but you take a look around, and there's only one that seems to fit such teeny tiny batteries. It's a pretty small one on wheels with a big torch sticking out of the top of it that faces forward. Like a like a light torch, like yeah. a flashlight. Like a flashlight, like not like a... Like... Oh, right. Um, uh, I forgot a translation. All these American viewers. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, uh, shall we put the batteries in? Yes, put Go the batteries it. in, set it on the ground, let's see what happens. Nothing happens. Oh, no. Does the torch light up? It doesn't. Does have we turned up? it on? You have You have a sneaking suspicion there might be a remote control that goes with this. Ah, uh, not in the box? Okay, so we've got a robot. We're looking for a remote control, and we don't know whose robot it is, and we can't search everybody's desk forever. I want to go back a little bit 
Do you remember a while ago, before we solved all of these puzzles like really cool people, we found in that teacher's desk that there was also chalk that related to each child? Yes. Can we have a closer look at that? Because it might help us identify maybe kids by the sort of drawings they've done on the back blackboard or things like that. Right, you said that there was um, chalk missing, right? So could we match the colours, that like the missing colours oh. to the pictures? There wasn't so much missing chalk as you go through a few packets and some of them just are blunter than others. Okay. So... Does each child have a different colour chalk that is most used? There doesn't seem to be a huge pattern. I mean, some of them have used things. A lot of them, for instance, have used more white than others. But of course, these pictures, you don't know how long these pictures have been there compared to the chalk you've got. So it's hard to get a feel for any similarities. Like there's one kid who's got basically no green chalk left, but there's there's... no green on the blackboard. Exactly. Mm, Okay. So what does this tell us then? Each like with their name, aren't they? Each child's chalk yeah. is named to, after that child. <laughs> is there on the board? Is there any anything that uh, seems reminiscent of this robot? Is there like a you know? Doesn't seem like robots were on their brain at this point. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like we've reached an impasse again. You still and got something in your chalk. inventory? Oh, do I, what do I have? I picked something up earlier. Oh, oh, yes, a pin. What would I do with a pin? I'd stab the nurse. Yeah, he starts... No, what? don't stab us. <laughs> what? No, start stabbing the chalk boxes. Why would I stab chalk? I stab oh. chalk, but what am I going to do with stabbed chalk? I don't know chalk? if like, this is a thing or not, but like if we use the pin to like look under labels, maybe there's a hidden message. I'll try and peel a label with the pin. Yeah. Now nah, you have awesome fingernails. You've been doing just fine at that as well. Okay. Mm. What would I possibly need to poke with a pin? Where might a pin normally go? Oh, on artwork that you'd hang up on the wall. Is that is that what how the artwork is up on the wall? Yeah, pinned into a chalk into a cork board. That sort of thing. Yeah. Is there a missing pin? You scan the pictures, and yes, there is only there is one with only three pins. It's a picture of a kid at the beach. Looks pretty normal, but the kid in it has kind of a grandma hat. We go through the lost and found looking for a grandma hat. What's a good, sorry, let's just stop before we look. What is a grandma <laughs> hat? Uh, like something that someone would wear to the races, but with no flair or flashiness to it. So like like a church hat, a, a hat that someone would wear to church. Okay. Oh, not what I pictured. I pictured like a big floppy beach hat. Oh yeah, it's, it's probably maroon and spotty, but, you know, understatedly so. Okay. <laughs> Whatever grandma hat means to you, that's what it is. Okay, so it's a bicycle helmet with <laughs> fire coming out the top. <sighs> um, let's go and look for a fiery bicycle helmet in the Lost and Found. I mean, how you didn't notice it before, I'm not quite certain. <laughs> but you dig around and, yeah, you find a hat that looks pretty similar to it. Man, this kid must have been crushed that they lost it. <laughs> it does have a tag on it that maybe will be helpful. <gasps> Who's hat? Who's it hat? doesn't have a name, oh. but it just says "Do not touch." I poorly touch spelled. I touched the hat. Okay, touch, 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 I touch, assume touch. you've been touching the hat to get this information. <laughs> so yeah, it's got neat handwriting, but terrible spelling. How is it spelled? T U T C H. Did we anywhere have the children's homework? Oh, the exercise books, right? There are exercise books. Is there one kid who just cannot spell? 
uh, you could take a look through their spelling to yeah. see their abilities. Yeah, yeah, let's have a look at the kid's spelling and you see if also, one of them doesn't know how to spell. You could also work with their handwriting. Yeah, but that yeah. seems harder. All right, cool. <laughs> so you hold out the hats label by the exercise book and you compare, see how the writing and the spelling looks. And you do find a book that seems to have the exact same neatness and questionable spelling. And that book belongs to a boy named Logan. Let's go search Logan's desk. Now, hold no, on. I don't. You know, uh, I think don't, we should do something. You else. don't need to be intruding on his privacy just because. <laughs> actually, no, he's a mean kid. He put a pin on someone's chair. Yeah, let's invade his privacy. You don't know if it was him who yeah, did that. He was. He took his pin out of his own artwork. That really seems. Yeah, right. I think he's being yeah. framed. Mm. Well, you know what? He's been framed successfully. This Let's classroom check his desk. is just a hotbed of conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check that desk. All right, you go to Logan's desk and you sift through the ordinary school materials and right down the bottom you find what looks... It looks just like a box, but it's black and it looks like maybe it has something battery-related and it looks sort of electronic-y. Oh. So like a remote you fiddle control. around with it. And a lid comes Ooh, off and reveals that nice. it is a remote control. <laughs> okay, so let's turn on the, the, the torch bot and see if we can control it with this remote. With the batteries in and the remote control going, the robot jumps to life. You press a button and the light flashes on, but it's not a normal one. It looks like a UV light. Mm. My favourite. <laughs> we turn out <laughs> the lights. All right. You place the little robot in the middle of the classroom floor and wheel it around for a while, letting the torch shine on any surface that could potentially have a hidden message on it. Do you have any particular ideas? Blackboard. Blackboard? Blackboard. The blackboard's pretty chest height and above. It doesn't... Oh, it has to be something low down? Yeah, Uh, I mean, that's where the robot will go. Walls and under desks and under chairs. Cool. It's the bottom of the teacher's desk that shows something. There's a child's handwriting in previously invisible ink, and you read, I hate Chloe. She changed the computer password. I asked her for it, and she said she wrote it down, sort of. She's such a... And then there's a word that no young child should be using. Oh. Loser. (laughs) Um, Where would Chloe have sort of written down a... Ooh, wrote it down, sort of? Do you think she knows how to make codes? Yes, but let's check her desk and see if we find anything that looks like a code. Yeah, let's do that. What is on Chloe's desk? You go over to Chloe's desk and start going through it, and she must be some kind of delinquent mastermind because there is nothing incriminating here. Mm. Um, Can we check Chloe's exercise book and also her chalk box? Yeah, I want to know everything about this girl. (laughs) Her exercise book is fairly neat. Not perfect. There are some mistakes. She's only human. Wink. Um, (laughs) But her chalk, on the other hand. Yeah. When you find the one with the name Chloe on it, most of the colours are moderately used, but one of them is worn down to basically nothing, Mm -hmm. and it is blue. Is there blue on the blackboard? There are a couple of blue things, not a huge amount. Does it look like stick figures with their hands pointing in different directions? <laughs> no, no. The first thing you spot is an elephant. Ooh. Okay. What else? Is the trunk a- doing anything crazy? Nah, it just looks like an elephant. Then after that, you see a star of David and then a snake. Then, ooh, this is an interesting one. It's a picture of what looks like a rock band. And there's a speech bubble that says Roxanne. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, who do you think that is? So, Sting. So we have... It's some sort of a child's version of the police, which is kind of weird. Oh, and then the last one in blue is a rough-looking Australian flag. Are we supposed to know what that looks like? Up to Uh, you. I'm happy to give information if you don't. It has a Union Jack in the top left corner, so it's the UK flag, and then it's a blue background. Uh, There's the Southern Cross made out of five stars, and then a seven-pointed Commonwealth star to the bottom left of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm very bad at these. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean anything? We have we have an elephant, a star of David, a snake, the police, and a flag. Does that mean anything? Is there any code in that code book that's like, if you want to represent the letter X, draw an elephant? <laughs> All right, you take a look back in the book about making your own code. There's nothing specifically about elephants, stars, snakes, or the police. There is a sentence about flags. It says that flags are great for number or color codes. Color, obviously. Numbers because you can use things like the number of stars or stripes. Mm. You look a bit more broadly, and while, again, there's nothing on elephants or snakes, there's one on animals. says you could use the number of legs. Oh, nice. Miscellaneous shapes says number of points or vertices good. Okay, okay. I like this. And as for bands, there's nothing there that specifically mentions that, but you could probably oh. come up with a number for that as well. Five mm. Is that the police? Like Hawaii Five O? I mean, maybe. I wonder if it's possibly emergency services number, which would be 911 <laughs> for you, but could be 000 for us. Man, you are overthinking this Or one. it's like the, or numbers, the, number of members. the number of letters in Roxanne. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's solve the rest of the number. code first, plenty of shall we? we? Try. So if we're going by animals being numbers of legs, that means the elephant would be four, five if the kid thinks the trunk is a leg. Um, and the She's snake a criminal would be mastermind. She's not an idiot. Well, um, <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, if we're talking about the Star of David and we're specifically saying Star of David, then we're going for six, right? Yeah, it's got to mm-hmm. be six. Mm-hmm. Six points. Six lines. Yeah. If there's ever anything in these shapes or images or anything that you don't know, I'm not trying to use it as an outside knowledge required. I'm happy to tell you anything you don't know. Now, the flag has six stars on it. So perhaps six stars is what we want. Probably. Because counting the lines, like, does the cross count as two or four? Seems harder to count. So let's go for six stars. So all we're missing is a number for the band. How many, how many members are in the band drawn? Traditionally in the police, it's known for being a three-member band. Okay, so it could be a three. What were our other suggestions for that number? I think 5-0 is police, but I don't I think it's three. I think three sounds very plausible. You should be uh, noting the fact that I know how many members are in the police. That, that yeah, is what true. I was noting. <laughs> okay, let's say it's three. Does, do you have any idea? Oh, sorry. With, this is this would be the computer password, right? Yeah, so we go type in 46036. The computer finishes logging on. Nice. Well done. It looks pretty normal. There's one thing on the desktop that catches your eye. It's an icon for a text document called COM. <gasps> Children of my Cyrus. I don't know why I'm so happy about or that. Or like the telecom. Children of my Cyrus. Um, shall we open it? Let's see what's inside. There are two pages to the document. The first one has huge, bold, capitalized letters and says, Property of Chloe. Do not touch. Do not read. Or else. Hey, Chloe, I'm going to read it. What do you do? 
How old do we think these kids are? Most of them are, are 10. Chloe's 29. <laughs> <laughs> the second page has a bit more on it. Again, picture it with a bit of a childish spelling slant to it. Sure. The children of Mysaris are much nicer than anyone at school. Anyone in town. They're kind of a secret spy group or something. I guess I'm a spy. That's so cool. I can learn all sorts of skills and get revenge on the people I hate and who hate me. In fact, they gave me my first weapon, a bomb. Oh my god! That's a big first weapon! Good thing she's 29. (laughs) I stuck it in Hannah's desk. I had to sit next to her this term and she is the worst. Oh, they also gave me something else, but I think I lost it. Did I drop it when I set up the bomb? I shouldn't tell them about this or they might not let me become a spy after all. Um, now, Nurse Ariana, this yeah. actually hits you a bit uncomfortably that it turns out that Chloe is the student you were looking for, because while Bill might not be aware of it, Chloe is your niece. Oh, no. I turn around, I say, God, Chloe seems like a bit of a loser, doesn't she? God, I'd hate to be related to her in any way, wouldn't you? <laughs> we punched you. you. Know. <laughs> oh, no. Should we try and find this bomb? I suppose we should check Anna's desk and all around it to see what was dropped. No. We, we side with blood over random acquaintances. We join the children of Mysaris. <laughs> we capture Bill. Uh, I fend them off with my small pin and I go and check Anna's desk. Understood. I mean, you can't hear any ticking, so that's a good sign. No mysterious ticking noise? Even when you pull everything out from under Hannah's desk, you can't see anything that looks bomb-like. There's only one slightly out-of-place thing, and it's a bright purple ball. I think that's a bomb. The closer you look at it, the more it looks like it's sort of pulsating. So you guys dive away and shield yourselves under the nearest desks, because the purple ball explodes with a loud bang. There's no smoke or debris or anything. When you stick your heads out, the only thing you see is purple. There's purple all over the desks, all over the floor, all over the ceiling. (laughs) It was a paint bomb. Even the children of Mysaras aren't that irresponsible to give a bomb to a child. (laughs) Okay. I wipe the sweat and purple paint off my brow. Cool. And and relax for a second. (laughs) And there you go back and you sort of look at where that purple ball was and... Right at the spot where you dropped it, there's now an extra concentrated bit of purple with a bright purple key. She oh. must have somehow lost it inside the bomb. Oh, oh. all right. Well, I've got a, can we, is that the key to the door? Can we escape? Yeah, you never even looked at the door to find out if it needed a key or not. We had b- more pressing concerns. We made assumptions. Well, it is locked with a simple key lock. Uh, I, I, I use the key. Is this nurse still trying to attack me? <laughs> so you wrench the door open and you guys rush out of the classroom into the hall. Bill, you kind of hope that Ariana's fear about Chloe's safety will be enough to counteract the apathy mist once you get outside. Let's hope. You head for the main doors of the school and you're about to shove your way through them when you see a piece of paper sticky taped to one of the door handles. <gasps> what does it say? You grab it and you read, Bill's blood goes to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> And you flip it over. Or Chloe, child of Mysaris, dies. Oh. Oh, well, we <laughs> kill Bill. 
Hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so that's pretty ominous. You might start a bit of a heated argument about how to best do this. Bill, is it a death threat? I don't know. Do they just want my blood? Or do blood? they just want some blood? Do they need my blood for a sacrifice? And if Chloe's really one of them, why are they threatening to kill her? That doesn't seem right. Like, why do they need Ariana's cooperation? It tells you where to go next. There's a, a priest. priest involved. A normal priest or a special cult priest? Eh, why not both? You won't really have to think too hard about where you're going to find someone like that. But Ariana, the sight of that message fills you with some pretty dreadful feelings and you just know you can't let anything happen to Chloe. Whatever you did, whatever her parents did to drive her to these Mysaris people, you'll make it better. You'll get her back. So, yeah, when you read it, you reach into your pockets for something, anything that could help. And what you find isn't something that you ordinarily carry with you. You find two syringes that you didn't notice earlier. One full of clear liquid and one empty. And a blood collection tube that phlebotomists use. Right into the jugular. The the full one, the one that's got a clear liquid in it, is marked with a complex chemical name that you've never used, but you faintly recognize it from your studies. Did the children of Mysaris just sort of leave you these? And did they know what your decision was going to be before you did? You don't seem to hesitate, and Bill... You barely get a word in edgewise before you feel the stick of a syringe in the side of your neck. Ariana, you know exactly where to stick it to ensure that this works very quickly. This drug that's going to put him straight to sleep. You don't inject all of it because you don't really know the correct dosage and you don't think the children of Mysaris do either. And you don't want to kill him. Thank you. So, Bill, you struggle, you knock Ariana away from you, but not even a minute passes before you are out of it. Whatever's in that syringe courses through you, fogs your brain, it weakens your muscles, and pretty soon you fall to the floor, and the last thing you see is Ariana preparing the other syringe, preparing to draw your blood. 